Well, it's been an interesting one through the course of the past couple of months, and what we've tended to see is... Every time that we, uh, you know, that period before we have an OPEC meeting, be it a, an official meeting or an unofficial meeting, every time we see the market speculate about a possible um, production cut, and we also see some, you know, some prominent OPEC members talking up scope for such production cuts to materialize. And unfortunately, or well, fortunately for us, because that keeps a lid on the oil price, every time these talks have failed. So... What are we seeing now, because we've got the OPEC meeting, their final meeting for 2016 is happening on November the 30th, and uh, while oil markets, you know, two or three weeks ago, they almost entirely priced out um, risk of, of production cuts being agreed to, but now once again that speculation has reemerged as some OPEC members have come out and said, no, they really are um, planning to implement supply cuts. Russia has also come out and said that they might um, join OPEC in uh, reaching an, an agreement on capping production. But and I've said this a couple of times before through the course of the past couple of months, we are still not entirely convinced that OPEC will ultimately be able to reach a deal. And even if they do reach a deal, uh, we're still not convinced that it will be enough to really offer long-standing support um, to oil prices, given that global supply and demand dynamics are still pointing to an excess supply in terms of, of you know, oil supply exceeding uh, demand. So... Let's hope that this increase in the oil price that we are seeing now will also be a temporary one and that the OPEC meeting next week ultimately um, again fails to deliver any concrete <laughs> agreements. And although there are a number of risk events that are looming large this week, Jana, uh, the RAND has managed to start the week on a firm footing. So what are the main drivers of uh, the RAND strength on Monday? Yes, again, some, some much welcome um, reprieve on the RAND at the start of the new week. And this uh, strength in the RAND was not isolated only to, to the local currency, but we saw a broader emerging market um, currency recovery in yesterday's session. And the main catalyst for this was a pullback on the dollar. So what we've seen in the United States um, since Trump um, unexpectedly secured that election victory is that the dollar has been rallying consistently, reaching 13-year highs last week, and yesterday we finally saw the dollar pulling back slightly off those highs. And this in turn provided support to the RAND. Uh, the RAND managed to outperform most of its peers on this session, but that is a, a, a typical thing that we see for the RAND. We, we often see it either outperforming or underperforming during times of volatility for um, emerging markets currencies. So the move yesterday seems to have been driven by global developments. Um, we are a bit wary of, of, of an extension of this recovery in coming sessions, given that we have a host of local event risks to keep an eye out for. But uh, beyond the short term that we could see some RAND vulnerability persist, we are still of the view that um, some underlying fundamentals domestic fundamentals still point to scope for the RAND uh, to retain some, you know, relative resilience given the narrowing in the current account deficit. We've got the trade balance improving, and these factors tend to provide some support to the currency despite the economy being in a, rel like in a recessionary uh, type environment.
And then uh, just looking at the data card, uh, kicking off there with uh, the Reserve Bank leading index for September, the unemployment rate for uh, Q3, that will be released today, Yana. And in light of the unemployment data, it is perhaps worth just briefly discussing the 3,500 and monthly minimum wage that has been proposed over the weekend. Yes, Sakina. So this minimum wage has drawn a lot of attention and, and you know, for, for a good reason. Um, there's a lot of arguments to be made, um, I guess, in favour of and against this, this minimum wage. But I think for South Africa, the reality is that in an economy where you have an unemployment rate of nearly 27%, um, it's not necessarily realistic to try and implement a minimum wage um, at all. Um, the only way that you can sustainably lift wages and make sure that, that you, you create um, wealth in the economy that, that can um, be sustained over the, a protracted period, is there are, I think, two, two or three ways to achieve that. The first would be to develop skills, and this starts at the basic education level. South Africa really needs to address the massive problem in terms of, of you know, our, the poor quality education that the country has at this point in time. And if we don't address that to ensure that, um, you know, South Africans acquire a decent education from basic, from basic education level straight through to high school and then hopefully some um, post-schooling education, um, we won't be able to, to lift the wage that uh, workers can demand for their skills. Then another thing what, that we need to do is we need to, to get the economy going. We need to have stronger economic growth. If we don't have an economy where there's stronger economic activity, then uh, you know, ultimately there won't be a demand for laborers. If we, if we reach a point where economic activity is robust, that would automatically boost demand for labor and enable workers to, you know, to charge a higher premium for their skills. So implementing a minimum wage won't it won't solve South Africa's labour market issues, and it potentially even could, um, you know, worsen the problem because it means that people are more reluctant to to take on workers. Perhaps they can't afford paying that minimum wage, and yeah, that could exert some additional strain on South Africa's labour market, um, in our view. So, at what the- point do employers though have to just bite the bullet and make it happen? Um, because the argument would be for how long. Uh, should South African workers to put up with um, exploitative wages? Mm. So, you know, this is, as I mentioned earlier, this I think it's, it's quite a, a sticky topic because on the, on the one side you've got, you know, the social ramifications of, of wages and, and what is a decent wage to pay someone. On the other side of the coin, you've got the, the economic ramifications and or the economic reality that is South Africa. And, again, you have to ask, you know, in, in a developing market like South Africa where unemployment is so incredibly high, you will get a situation where you are able possibly to find a worker that's willing to work for a slightly lower wage than that minimum wage. And an implementation of a minimum wage is not necessarily uh, something, it's, a, it's a, perhaps a good concept um, from a social perspective, but Practically, it's not necessarily something that you can, you know, implement, where, again, where you have a jobless rate that is so incredibly high. And, again, we need to address not just the wage that needs to be paid, but there are 
plenty of things that happen even before we get to that point where a wage needs to be paid. And that, that boils down to South Africa's, um, you know, the economic policy and uh, the way that the country is being run in terms of, of these policies not being conducive to uh, stronger economic activity, um, encouraging small businesses to, or, yeah, small businesses and entrepreneurs to expand their, their small operations because, you know, if you are a one-man show and you need to employ someone, you might not be able to afford a minimum wage um, from the starting point. So, again, as I said, so we've got social versus economic reality, and uh, unfortunately, in my view, for a country like South Africa, it's very difficult to, to justify uh, implementation of a minimum wage from an economic reality perspective. Well, Jana, we're going to leave it there. Speak to you again tomorrow. That was Jana van Dieffenter, head of real-time analytics at ETM Analytics.